BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Toast. Happy Thursday in March of 2023. That really feels like a Thursday in March of 2020 because we are podcasting from home today. Audio only. I haven't sat at this desk to podcast since dark, dark times. Hey, Jax, how you doing? That's so funny because for me, it doesn't feel that way because I'm still in my studio. So I'm Mm -hmm. like at work, but I'm in my pajamas. So I'm working from PJs because I'm sick. I know. I'm I'm sick. So it's, sorry, you go. It's my illness me. has just been like a little bit of a journey. Like I woke up this morning. I'll explain what I have. So I've had a cold. You guys have heard over the last like two weeks, sneezing, whatever. Yesterday was really bad sinus pressure in my nose and my head. Before I went to sleep last night, like I had the humidifier going, cold compress on my nose. And then I was sleeping. I slept really well. And then I woke up before my hatch alarm even started. Ooh. Ooh. And I woke up coughing like My throat was on fire and like the coughs, like I felt like I couldn't catch my breath. What I think now what happened is that it was all the mucus like went down into my throat while I was asleep because I was on my back and on my side. So, um, you know, gravity did its thing. And the first few minutes that I was awake, like the first 10 minutes, like I was like, oh, I can't do the toast today at all. Then I sat up and I had a tea and then like 30 minutes later, I was like, okay, I'm sick, but I could... I could talk for an hour. I just can't spend an hour doing my makeup, which is why we're audio only. Okay, so that's called post-nasal drip. I learned because like when I get like a little bit sick in the mornings, I'm on death's door. I have to go to the hospital. And what I've learned is that that's called post-nasal drip. Like that's why you feel like shit in the morning when you're sick, but you're not as sick as you feel just because the mornings are so bad. Yeah, no, that's what it was. But also like with pregnancy, your um, nose canal is just like inflamed already. So like sinus tings are... are real um but I had never felt my throat feel like that in my life so maybe I've just not had like a bad sinus experience but I was like holy shit and I was reading up on like sinusitis last night when I thought that might be what I had and then all of a sudden I was having these symptoms that last night I could say I didn't have like Mm -hmm. even tooth hurt tooth hurt Well, I think I speak on behalf of myself and all the toasters when I say thank you for still showing up for work today. If you're a regular podcast listener, your life remains unaffected. If you're a YouTuber, check out today's podcast. This audio is also available on YouTube if you're just like a YouTube app girly. But hopefully Jax will be better by tomorrow. Um, If not, it's Friday, so at least we have the weekend and then you'll definitely be back by Monday. Yeah, so I'm going to take the day today after this, like just be in bed, tea, soup, water, rest, Bryce, who just knows when his mom needs him de- desperately. Like, yeah. it's crazy how he's he's Florence Bricingale. He's he's also just, like, extremely intuitive. No, he really, really is. Like, uh, it's crazy the things that he, he picks up on. But I'm hoping that tomorrow I'll be better because, honestly, I'm too booked and busy for this right now. Mm. Like, and, and, and I'm not even particularly booked this weekend. I just, like, ha- have a busy life like and I drive now like I'm obviously not driving today I'm not going anywhere but like I have things to do Harry needs to play T-Lom the life of a mogul and a mother the life of a mogul mother mogul mother it's really like I'm super busy and Harry can't have me down and out he's like mom let's go no he was actually he was texting me this morning being like, you know, like, I understand, like, she's sick, but, like, like low-key, it's kind of annoying. We have plans, and I just feel like maybe she's faking because she's just, like, not in the mood to hang out with me. And I said, Harry, absolutely not. Like, Jackie, mom would never, she would literally never do that. She's 
in she's in agony knowing that she might not be able to give you 110% today. And I think yeah. I definitely like talked him down off the ledge, but he was feeling like kind of, you know, kind of shuddered. I mean, we all are when I can't give 110% to my sweet dearie. The mother is the heartbeat of the household. That's beautiful. Where'd you read that, Turdy Lou? I just made it up and I'm literally ready to write my next novella. I'm obsessed. Put that on a little, uh, what a are baby those onesie. Pil- pillows called? Like a tea pillow, I think it's called. Yeah, like those ones that are stitched, like a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we could put it on a baby onesie and sell it at Shop Morning Toast. Oh no, Toastmerch.com. Oh my god, I love that. The mother is the heartbeat of the household. Okay, like I definitely feel like I made it up, but now like that you're saying it's so profound, I must have heard it somewhere. Okay, let me Google it quickly. Even though then I'm sure I'll find it somewhere, but let me see if it's but, like um, from something. But I want everyone to know before Jackie maybe finds someone who said it. Like I genuinely just thought of it, and and I really did make it up. Like I did. And there's such a thing. My new favorite term is parallel thinking. Yeah. Where two people can have the same thought and the same idea and neither one of them is copying the other because like we are all humans with a brain. Because the idea of what I just said like isn't necessarily an original thought. You know, moms do run the household. The mother's a heartbeat in the home. It's not like so obvious. Like there is an Amazon book called Mother is the Heartbeat in the Home. And without I still her, feel, and without I still her feel. there seems to be no heartthrob. Okay, well, mine was better. Keep I it short. Agree. Yours Keep was it short. better. Keep it short. Um, yeah, no, maybe coming to toastmerch.com to, you know, maybe. Yeah, TBD. So I'm so glad you're here because I wanted to tell you. I know you already saw because I posted on my Instagram. Ben has been in Alabama this week doing spritz stuff. And today, it actually worked out nicely. He's going to the Bahamas for a bachelor party. He was already south. He was just going to go straight from Alabama to the Bahamas. And he's at the airport. And he texted me, I don't have my passport. Buddy, I'm and obsessed. I'm obsessed. <laughs> Let me tell you why. You know, obviously my heart aches for my husband, who's now in a pickle. You know, it's one of his best friends. I don't know how he's going to get there. There's really, I'm, help, I'm useless. There's nothing I can do. Like, I'm, I'm going to fly to the Bahamas and meet him. Like, no, there's nothing I can do. It's not like he's in New York. You know, if he was at Newark, he would just have to come back to the house. Yeah, Take a later flight. flight. Mm-hmm. No, he is shit out of motherfucking luck. And I can't help but wonder, you know, how A, this wouldn't have happened if we were traveling together. B, I feel so vindicated for every time we've traveled abroad and he's made me feel crazy for like my checklist and getting early to the airport and packing 24 hours before, not the day of. Ben is always just flying by the seat of his pants, always doing things last minute and kind of irresponsibly, but I'm always there to catch him. Like there's never any repercussions for his kind of crazy lifestyle because I'm always there to pick up the pieces and today I wasn't and I just can't help I know you guys can't see me recording but I'm recording this with a smile like (laughs) I am so and like obviously like I my heart hurts for him like that sucks but like I just feel like every time he's ever like called me crazy or like made fun of me for I'm so with the airport I'm so meticulous I'm so timely I'm probably over overly cautious and I get mocked for it and look at the consequences when you are not overly cautious this is what happens Ben so maybe the next time you think about making fun of your wife you just lick her fucking ass for doing everything for you literally Literally, I too have a smile on my face because, you know, (laughs) I've been hearing like all of these Ben stories and I really have wanted you to punish him. Like I I want him to pay for his crimes and to feel the consequences of his actions. And today we didn't have to lift a finger and he self-sabotaged. No, it wasn't self-sabotage, Jackie. Like, you've been wanting me to punish him. Like, not invite him to this. Like, to make him feel punished. A punishment would have been like taking the passport out of his bag. But the universe like rewarded me for being the bigger person, which I never am. And like, like this was God. Yeah. I'm, I have to get, I have to pray. But like, Like, what is he going to do? I don't know. I told him, I'm like, it's Thursday. So why don't you just fly home? Mm-hmm. Come get your passport, spend the night here, and leave in the morning, and you'll be there first thing Friday morning for a bachelor party. I don't think it's a big deal. But Ben had this big plan. He drove to the Pensacola airport because it was like the perfect flight to get to the Bahamas. He was flying through Miami. So now there's no random flights from Pensacola to New York. He's like, really? He's fucked. Oh, my God. Yeah. I have to look at a map. 
of where Pensacola is because there are some big airports like in the Panhandle. Atla- no, and like he, I think he's maybe like an hour flight from Atlanta, so you just take a flight to Atlanta, and then Atlanta you can get anywhere. But the thing is, oh, true. The thing is, uh, this is not my it's circus. Not your problem. It's not my monkey. Like I'm not going to be over here, you know, making travel plans, especially for somebody who's so relentlessly mocked me mm-hmm. for years. I'm just. I'm not going to be that girl. Not today. I'm busy. You know, I'm running an empire. My sister is sick. Like, I have other things to do. Yeah. Pensacola. Oh, wow. I see where he is. Now, I do have, I do have like a a plan I could do that does benefit me. I think I know. And it benefits me. Yeah. I told Ben, still take that flight from Pensacola to Miami, but don't get on the second leg to the Bahamas. Spend the night at the Shapiro's or the Wine Reb's. I will come down, spend the weekend in Florida with my family, and I'll bring your passport. But I haven't I, told him that I yet. Desperately, I desperately want you to do that because I would love to see you. But, like, I don't know. Like, my... I know. You're torn between what you think is for right. Reven- no, no, no. My taste for revenge is just as sweet as my taste for seeing you. That's how, like riled up I've been over no. his actions I know I don't want to help like I I think it's so important that people learn from their mistakes honestly and like stuff like this happens to Ben all the time like we showed up to the airport in Florida to go home from like spending a week at your house and he left his wallet at your house like things like this always yeah. happen and I don't feel like he will really learn if I'm like and you know what on during that time I got on the flight like I had Theo I was like you know what this is a you problem now and it was it was obviously wasn't as dire as this but like in situations like this I really don't feel like fixing it for him because it his problems will only get worse really yeah and you're supposed to be here next week so would you just stay if yeah. you came Oh. Yeah, I guess. That's not so bad. That's really not so bad. I'm supposed to fly to you on Thursday. Oh, no. I have to be in New York on Thursday for a work thing. Oh, so no. You're not coming mm-hmm. for a weekend to bail him out. No, I'm not. No, and then I have to like spend money on flights. Like Then I'm like, you know, being bamboozled and So I do think like fresh air and like a green environment is would be best for Theo right now. While he's recovering. Well, in his recovery. You know, he kind yeah. of needs to like dry out down here. Actually, um, drying out is exactly what he needs to not do. That's why I've been giving him drops four times a day because if his eyes get dry, his abrasion gets worse. Oh, okay. But still, he should come down here for some R&R. 100%. Yeah. Uh, okay, you're not coming. I can't believe I'm saying that. Like, don't come. But this is so I know. important that we te- that it's a teachable moment. Jackie, we're on the same page. Don't worry. I'm not offended. <laughs> a teachable moment is what this must become. And there is a path where he can, it's still, it's only Thursday. He could go home. He could see his wife. He could check on his one-eyed son. Thank you. And then go on a bachelor party on Friday. Like, since when do you need to go for like a five-day weekend on a bachelor party? No. No, I know. I know. So that's just like, you know, a win for the naggy bitch wives column today. So we can all celebrate. Today's justice news. Yeah, today in judicial news. Yeah. The naggy bitch wives have won. Turdy, what's the saying? The wheels of justice turn slowly. So but true. Hold on. The wheels of, I always forget the second. The wheels of oh. justice gr- grind slowly, yet they grind exceedingly well. Exceedingly. Exceedingly. And that, uh, it refers to the notion of slow but certain divine retribution. That's what this is. It is divine retribution. Jack, move over, divine diversion. Divine <laughs> retribution is what I seek. <laughs> and today we have it. And we need to celebrate. No, not even just celebrate. Like, take a moment. We're always saying how important it is to acknowledge the space that we're in. Like, we feel, like, I know Ben is, like, understanding how vital my my presence is in his life right now. And I'm feeling just overwhelmed with like vindication Mm -hmm. but also like like he feels dumb like he feels dumb I know he does he has to and that feels good yeah that does feel good some great news this morning everyone I'm feeling sick but I'm I'm feeling motivated yeah like show the good work that we do show's over like we've accomplished what we set out to accomplish it's so true no, show's not over because we have to talk about the Vanderpump Rules episode mm-hmm. from last night. We have to talk about Raquel Levis sitting outside this forlorn shopping center um, being approached by TMZ. So that's what we have to do today. Yeah, and I personally feel like I can get right into it. 
you know, my update yeah. is that <laughs> I'm sick. And Ooh, you whore. Yeah. And that's all for me. And okay. Claudia is experiencing divine retribution. So you you know all So it's you a win for both hosts, honestly. It is. It is. So without further ado, here are the fast five stories that you need to know. And today's episode is brought to you by State Farm. The State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you create a plan that gives you options so you get an affordable price. And it comes with a lot of benefits, like the coverage you want, a policy that helps cover what's important to you, and an affordable price just for you. Because after all, life is better when you can personalize your experiences. I love that that's a cornerstone of State Farm's brand because it's definitely a cornerstone of our brand. I think we're always talking here about how important personalization is and how personal certain things can be, you know? Like comedy, Mm -hmm. like food, like poetry. What else are we saying is so personal? Ooh, comedy, food, poetry, reading. Reading. Justice. Justice is personal, yet it grinds exceedingly well. Personalization means you have the power to choose what you want to include and what you want to leave out. It just feels better that way, and why shouldn't insurance work like that too? I mean, name two people who are more similar than Jax and I, and even Jax and I require completely different insurance plans. I mean, Jackie is a Tesla. Jackie's a homeowner. I have really nothing in my life, but Jackie has a lot. (laughs) That's what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. You can choose to include options like bundling your home and auto policies, and that means you'll get the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. In the end, you'll have a policy that gives you what you want. Doesn't that feel better? So like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Excuse me. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You were doing really good before you started laughing. Oh, really? Yeah, like you sounded really good. I was about to say like Turdy Loom, they might tap you. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm personal price plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer availability and eligibility may vary. Today's episode is also is also brought to you by Athena Club. Okay, I'm excited about Athena Club because, you know, it's that time of year where we're all getting away with not shaving so frequently, but it's time to get friendly with your razor again. And I just got a brand new razor from Athena Club that's like hanging in my shower. The one that I have is called Smooth Operator. Um, and there's no better time to get to shaving. And there's no better razor out there than the Athena Club razor. Shaving used to be something we all dreaded, but Athena Club's products seriously make it more fun and easy to shave. Not only is it the prettiest razor I've ever seen, but it's also more gentle on my skin. It leaves it moisturized, super smooth, and bump free. I am prone to bumps. I have like lots of things going on on my legs in different parts of my legs and I can't just be using some crap razor. You know, I need no. a premium experience, premium products and, and that's premium what is all about. premium shaving cream. Athena Club has the best shaving cream. I feel like we've all forgotten about shaving cream once we learned that like we could dry shave in the sink and like, mm-hmm. you know, just raw dog it. But you guys, shaving your legs with shaving cream is the way God intended for you to shave. It makes such a difference in the after result. Athena Club's razors have thousands of five-star reviews from customers, and it's designed with built-in skin guard to help prevent razor burn, while it's also gentle on your curves. The razor blade is surrounded by a water-activated serum with shea butter and hyaluronic acid, which is the holy grail for skincare. The best part is that their razor kit is only $9, and it comes with two blade heads, a magnetic hook for the shower, which is my favorite part, and your choice of handle color. Of course, I got pink. The handle color options are so cute, but even uh, black and white razors for all the minimalists out there they have at Athena Club. So you never have to think about the blade refills because you choose now how often you want your replacement blades. They'll be shipped to you for free and you'll never be stuck with an overused blade longer than it should be used for. Head to athenaclub.com and use code TOAST for 25% off your first order. Again, that's athenaclub.com. Use code TOAST for 25% off. Athena Club is also launching in Target stores nationwide this month. So make sure you check out their shaving aisle to buy their products in store in real life. Thank you, Claudia. Two wonderful sponsors. You're welcome. Our first story, we're actually going to shake things up today because it makes sense for the narrative of this show and because like we're podcasting from home, we can kind of like do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, What bitch. do you think, Turdy Lou? I agree. So here's how it's going to go. First story is VPR news because Raquel spoke to TMZ at length. Then we're going to go into VPR recap, Vanderpump Rules recap, because we're going to be talking about these characters and like we're going to want to talk about the show. So we're going to talk about the show. Yeah, no, it's just for for streamlining. The TV recap starts right now. For continuity's sake, because typically if there was like a Vanderpump story, I'd make it fifth to go into the TV recap. But Raquel's interview to TMZ is the number one story of the day. And Jax is the number one guy in this group. 100%. 
So Raquel was caught outside. Uh, her Raquel like, was, you forgot to do air quotes, caught. Well, I want to talk about that. Yeah. But let's just go with the flow for now. She was caught outside her local nail salon getting her nails done for the reunion, I presume. And a TMZ cameraman was there asking Raquel all of the questions. And she was feeling chatty as fuck. It's the first time she's spoken since she put out a statement mm-hmm. and a couple uh, social media posts. And she's really talking at length. And there were a few things that she wouldn't answer because, you know, it's going to come up in the reunion. Also, not her place to answer. Like, what right. did Ariana say to her? Like, you better right. not fucking tell us, you wench. Yeah. She didn't. Um, She's sitting there... If you didn't see the video, she is wearing no makeup. Her hood is up. She's wearing AirPods and big glasses. You can't see her hair. Like, it's a very not glamorous moment for her. No, but I think even Raquel knows. Like, if she had set this up and and showed up completely glam, people would automatically know that it was a setup. And now, like, knowing that she looks kind of haggard, people are definitely like, well, maybe it wasn't a setup. It's really making me question the setupness because it's like... No, I know. It's effective because I feel like there's a way to show up, not in glam, but like. Still looking pretty. Looking like a million, millions of people are going to see this video. Like I want to put my best, my A foot forward. This really, like to me, she really looks like she got caught, but maybe that's because she really wants us to believe she got caught and that she didn't call TMZ herself. I mean, when they, when they said, hey, Raquel, and she looked up and saw a camera, she didn't appear to be incredibly shocked. And by the way, if it was totally caught off guard, she could have walked away. She could have gone inside to the nail salon. Like she just continued to sit there. Like I definitely believe that it was a, a coordinated affair. Yeah, I do too. Because like TMZ doesn't just like lurk around this shopping center. Like when they're at the airport, you know, they wait at LAX to meet some talent. That's where Tom through. Schwartz was caught on TMZ at the airport. I think he was, but he was going to Winter House. So it's yeah, also but, confusing. Yeah, but he was at the airport is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, like I'm agreeing airport, with you. Not LAX. No, no, but he was at the airport. Like yeah, airports yeah, are yeah. airports are total like free for alls when it comes to paparazzi. Also, like there have been paparazzi stationed outside of Raquel's apartment building and Ariana's house. So if it had been there, like maybe, maybe I don't know, this turnt nail salon has so shook me. And you know, if I am the owner of that nail salon, I would kiss Raquel on the mouth for sitting right in front of our logo. Bliss nails. Bliss nails. Like no bloom nails, bloom nails. Oh. Like what marketing that was maybe Raquel owns the nail salon like that's how intentional it seemed yeah well they could have followed her from her house but regardless the story is what she said she talks about how she is going to the reunion today and she posted on her story she will be in person at the reunion today she says that she has to take accountability for everything she was asked whether or not her and Tom are together right now and she said that neither yes nor no but they're just like seeing what happens you know they have a few like things they obviously need to get through. Right. Who, who knows what will happen at the reunion. They're not like saying to each other, we're together forever. We're riding through this. But they're also not being like, oh, we fucked up. Like, see you never. Right. I think it was a pretty good answer. Just being like, we can't figure that out until we like get ourselves out of the shit storm we created. Right. Which is a good way of handling things in life, honestly. Yeah. No, I, I think that's what they should be doing. But I do. I weirdly hope that they stay together. They have to. I mean, that's the only way to make this whole thing worth it. Yeah. Um, so her voice, like, you know, she's very, um, I mean, I don't know what she's like now, but as far as we've known, like, she's been, like, kind of timid, and even in this most recent episode where she's standing up for herself, like, her voice is, like, shaky, and she, like, cracks, and I thought she did a pretty decent job of, like, handling herself and, and keeping her composure, although her voice did crack, and it sounded like she was about to cry when she did say that, like, she's, you know, she has to take accountability for her actions at the reunion tomorrow, like, in the very beginning of the video. Yeah, her voice, she's always had, like, you know, timidness in her voice. But to me, she kind of sounded like she is, like, I don't, not on drug, not, like, um, not, like, high, but, yeah. like, on drugs, over-the-counter drugs. Like, I don't know, Xanax, SSRIs, like, something. Right. Because she was just, like, extremely, like... Muted almost, like Muted, dull. mellow, yeah, we'll see. Like, girl, your whole world blew up. Like, you're just sitting here talking to TMZ like it's a regular Tuesday. No, that's actually, a, like, a decent point. It's very possible, like, with her therapist that she was talking about, like, she got a prescription for something because I can imagine how, like, not only is your personal life, like, beyond imploding, but it's happening on a global scale. Like, that yeah. will drive anyone to uh, a Xanax insanity. Yeah, Yeah, so that's, like, kind of what she sounded like to me. I just, like, am really struggling. I wonder if anyone else can relate to this because 
so clearly are Raquel and Tom in the wrong in the Scandal thing, but we're watching, you know, TV of something entirely different. And what I'm watching on TV, like, I'm so Team Raquel. Like, it's so crazy to me. And I don't know how to balance those parallel thoughts. No, that's actually not the right use. Sorry. No, there are two thoughts that are on separate tracks. Yes. They're actually like perpendicular thoughts because they're so different. They're, they're about to intersect, but they have, right now they're cruising and yeah. they're going to intersect. And so you'll have to figure out how to deal with them. So they're not I parallel agree. because parallel lines never intersect. Right. I agree. And we can get into the show, but what I'm doing is I'm just evaluating the show for the show's sake. And if I see anything between Sandoval and Raquel, like that's what I'm picking up on. But between Raquel and like the girls, it is what yeah. it is. And in this situation, it's so crazy because literally everyone is wrong. Like everyone is right about one thing mm-hmm. and wrong about another thing. Like Raquel is right that those girls like brought her there just to like be mean girls. And maybe they don't, you know, the their mean girl ways aren't like how they were 10 years ago when they were outright bullying Sheena, but like to all giggle in one room and yep. all sleep in one room together. And then like, you know, say, be nice to her when she walks in and talk shit when she leaves. And then like Lala had said like, Oh no, we thought the galaxy lights were sick. Like, no, you didn't. You thought she was going to murder you. I was so glad that they had the flashback. So like in that situation, like I think Raquel versus the mean girls, like Raquel is right. But then yep. she runs outside and goes to Schwartz like your wife is this and that like, shut up. Stay out of their divorce and everything between Schwartz and Katie, Raquel is wrong. Yeah. Then like Sheena, weirdly, I think that Sheena is right about the hotel thing. Of course Sheena's right about the hotel thing. It's weird to me. Like I understand wanting to fuck with like being Katie and wanting to fuck with Sheena because she's been fucking with you and like, oh, Sheena wants something. I'm not giving to her. Yeah. But if it requires going to Mexico to a wedding that you're not going to, to sit in your hotel room, to watch from your balcony. Like, why would you want to do that? Like, just to fuck with Sheena? Like, that's losery to me. So in that situation, Sheena's right, Katie's wrong, but Katie's right in the Schwartz situation. And Sheena's wrong in every other situation when she runs outside and is like, your wife, like, shut up you as well. Sheena and Raquel need to stay out of the Bubba marriage. Right. Like up until this point, Katie's biggest crime was just like really who she was associated with. But like when it came to the Raquel thing, like she was totally justified in her anger. But this Sheena thing is so bizarre because like, and I, by the way, I agree with you. I totally get wanting to stick it to Sheena, like fuck Sheena. But it's making Katie look so bad. Cause like one, why the fuck do you want to be at the hotel? And she's like, it's not like we're going to stand on the balcony. And then it turns out that's exactly what she does. And the fact that she's bringing Christina Kelly, who like clearly Sheena is still not over. Christina Kelly is literally famous for making fun of Sheena's first wedding. So you are going, she hasn't been on the show in years. You're bringing her back to go to Sheena's second wedding. Like I understand why Sheena would be like, get that girl. Imagine someone you knew was making fun of your wedding. And then someone who's like in your circle, not your friend, but like, you know, on and off was bringing that person to be around your second wedding. No, I know. That's literally all Christina Kelly's known for. So the fact that it's Christina Kelly who she's bringing is like another layer. And it really just makes Katie look so bad. And like everyone was pleading with her, like trying to pay her and she wouldn't let it go. Like she was wrong. She it, she made herself look really bad. And I and I understand the intention. I really do. Um, but this is not the way to win. If anything, it makes everyone more sympathetic to Sheena and everyone was taking her side. And she's just like isolating herself with Lala and Christina Kelly. And that's like not a cool crew right now. No, it's not. The other crew's not cool either, though. Yeah. So that's but it's, a big it's everyone. It's ev- but also, from what we saw, Sheena did not ask Katie. Like, I don't know if she ever asked her off camera or it just wasn't filmed, but like, we only got like Sheena like demanding that Katie give up the room. Not like, listen, Katie, I know you yeah. don't, you're not coming to my wedding, but I also know like you're kind of stuck with the trip. Like, I, one of my bridesmaids actually doesn't have a room. I would love to buy it off of you. That way you could spend the money going somewhere else and my bridesmaid gets to stay at the hotel. Yeah, no, she went about it in the wrong way for sure. Because when, when you need something from someone, and especially that person doesn't like you, like you have to be. You have to you ask know, you nice. Have to, you have like to anything else. Yeah. You I mean, ask nice. Now watching the episode, knowing what we know, it was really interesting to see Tom Sandoval like so sticking up for Raquel, even though I don't think that would have alerted me of anything because Tom Sandoval's like always getting involved. That shit do- that doesn't you know, require his attention. And that was just like another thing that Tom was doing. But for the first time in his goddamn life, he was like partially on the right side of history. Yeah, no. And also Tom Sandoval was doing it because he likes going toe-to-toe with Lala and he likes going toe-to-toe with Katie. Katie. Like he just likes arguing with them. And I think at this stage in all everyone's relationship, he sees Raquel like a little sister. And like someone didn't, eat, like they were being cruel to her. She was also like, she's dumb 
and drunk and she mm-hmm. sounds like a moron and mm-hmm. Lala is just coming in like a fucking wolf which like it's just it's overpowering and she, yeah. Raquel did need people to stand up for her like the way that Ariana stood up with her for her was like so nice and I think her intentions were really pure because everybody there is her friend yeah but now in hindsight it's like wow and you turned on you betrayed this girl you're disgusting yeah, it was just, it was a very interesting episode to watch. And then there's like this side story of James Kennedy feeling like he's <laughs> being pushed out of the group. And it's so funny. Um, and it's kind of odd that Sheena like invited his girlfriend to the wedding festivities, but not the wedding. Like she's coming to the welcome party and the after party and the cocktail party, but not the actual wedding. And I don't understand that. Because, like, I understand brides who are, like, no ring, no bring. I understand that there's, like, I totally get that. But when it's a destination wedding, to invite, like, certain people to selected events, like, that's bizarre. Bizarre. Also, they do live together, though, prematurely. And, like, that is usually the policy. Like, because not, like, if you said no ring, no bring, Tom and Ariana, like, can't bring the plus one. So, like, living together typically gets you an invite. Plus, James is a groomsman. Mm -hmm. And a groomsman typically gets a plus one also I thought it was a little tacky that she didn't invite Allie honestly and because it's destination and you know Allie's upstairs in the hotel room it's like if she wasn't invited and she wasn't going to Mexico fine but like knowing she's going to Mexico you toss an invite because oh Katie Maloney's not going there's a chair right was Katie Maloney before they you know stopped being friends was she a bridesmaid or just like a guest I think just a guest okay was Sheena a bridesmaid in her wedding yes wow Times have changed. Times have changed. And then did you watch Jackson and Brittany on Watch It Happens Live? I did. Oh, my God. I mean, could anyone get a word in the whole time? I felt like everyone there was, like, on Adderall. Like, I think Jackson and Brittany were so excited. They had so much to say, so much to update. And, you know, Andy, like, his style of interviewing is rushing through. Like, oh, you have an answer? I'm not even listening to it because I'm on to the next question. Right, so, so I have to play this dumb game that nobody cares about. Right. So it was, like, not only was that classic Andy, like, rushed shtick there – it was Brittany and Jax who both have so much to say. It's been so long. So much has happened. Even if the scandal didn't happen, we still have to like, you know, hear so much from them in terms of like updates in their lives that it was honestly like I couldn't keep up. They kept talking over each other. Andy kept cutting them off. Like it was literally the episode, like the theme of the episode was Adderall because it was just felt like everyone was just like nonstop talking. Yeah, it was chaotic. I'm and not saying it- that they were on Adderall, by the way. I'm just saying like that was the vibe. When the episode started, I just felt like they were so excited to be, like, back at Watch Robin's Live. There's so much catching up to do. They have a mm-hmm. baby. Like, Jax was right about everything. Like, they're just hyped up. They have this new podcast they're promoting. By the end of the episode, I felt like, I don't know if they felt this way, but I felt this way for them, where, like, they were like, oh, we didn't miss this being spoken down to by Andy. Like, yes. he's so condescending towards them. He's always been so rude towards Jax, mm-hmm. but, like, he was just rude to the both of them, just in his way, you know, just snide remarks about, like, everything that they said that was just dumb. And by the end, I was like, I bet you they're so glad to get out of here. Of course, you want to be on TV. Of course, it's a good career. But, like, I don't think they miss the way that Andy made them feel all those years. I completely agree. Um, and I thought it was really interesting when they shared that they were asked to film at Sheena's wedding and they declined and stayed at another hotel. And it really made me feel like even, you know, more confident in their relationship. Like they're not clamoring to get back on TV. Like they really are just happy and they went to enjoy the weekend and not like make it about them. And I was, I was shocked to hear that. Yeah. Zach and I were watching it together and I was also just really remarking about how normal they are as a couple mm-hmm. like when they were talking about something that Jax does that like bothers Brittany you didn't know what she was gonna say and then she goes sometimes you have a hairy butt like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we were just like cracking up like that's just so personal they're just like such regular people yeah and they really defied all the odds I don't know how someone like Jax goes from being like a pathological serial cheater liar to being like father of the year, mm-hmm. husband of the year. It's a shocking transformation. It but is. I really feel like like he is walking in this path and like they're really happy with their lives. No, it was really nice to see. I completely agree. And I feel like Andy just wouldn't like give them that. You know, he was like really just trying to keep Jax in the box that he knows. And it was like, why don't we like allow space for people? Like it really does seem like Jax has evolved. And he was even, you know, self-aware enough to say, like, by the way, I'm going to talk about this scandal thing, but, like, I know how it sounds. Like, I've been there. I've cheated. I've made mistakes. So, like, you can ask me questions, but just don't know. I'm not dumb enough to think that, like, I'm better than this. Like, I've been there. Right. Right. So, I just don't know, like, why it couldn't have been acknowledged, like, how much has changed. And they really are the last couple standing, and they have this beautiful family, and they're not thirsty. Like, they're really not. Yeah. They're really not. So, 
I, they are launching a podcast. It drops on Tuesday. So that was like perfect time for them to come on Watch What Happens Live and promote it. I truly wish them all the best. I think they're a really, really nice couple. They seem genuinely happy and they have defied all of the odds. So true. I was sad to hear about them and Stassi because like it's clear that Brittany loves Stassi and like so does Jax. And I know that the wedding was like a problem because they basically like the last minute said they weren't going and like Stassi had like paid for everyone and it was like, you know, really small wedding and it was whatever. Um, And you could tell that they they were like both really sad that Stassi was mad at them. It's sad. I hope that they can forgive. That's something that's that's annoying, like upsetting, but forgivable. Agreed. And um, I also just found it interesting to hear who Brittany is like close with. She's really close with Sheena and she's really close with Chris and Dodie. Yeah. I I just felt like like everyone loved Brittany. And then I felt like. I think is friends with all the girls still. Ariana too. Yeah, yeah. Not Raquel. She doesn't know her. Yeah, yeah. No, I just, I, I found it, like, interesting. Yeah, they're very much, like, still in the mix. Yeah, even though it seems like online, like, they're not. No, it seems like with the kids, like, the Lala, the kids, Stassi, yeah. Sheena crew. Yeah. Cruz is, like, all their girls' boyfriend. Yeah, he's so it's cute. Just like all their kids are so cute. Oh, my God, totally. <laughs> Cruz is so cute. Did you see him sleeping on Santa Claus over Christmas? <laughs> no. They took him to see Santa, but he was napping and he literally is sleeping on Santa in the pictures. That's so cute. Oh, also, you know, I was glad Andy asked because, like, I actually was really um, interested and struck by the conversation, the storyline that Jax had about his mom after his um, dad had passed away. And I was surprised and delighted to hear that he had, like, made an initial, like, he reached out Mm -hmm. and they connected and, like, hopefully they're on the road to some sort of rapprochement. Yeah. That was nice to hear. There was one other thing that they talked about. Oh, I mean, the headline from their episode is that Jack said Tom Sandoval cheated on Ariana one week into their relationship with Miami girl. He cheated on her throughout the years. He knows these things to be true. Yeah. I mean, not shocking. I don't think you just like have an affair. Like- okay, but when he said, does it matter if he cheated once or cheated 10 times? And everyone was like, no. Yeah, no, it fucking matters. Yeah, a hundred percent. Either either you not, made a mistake or you're a serial you're like a narcissist. Yeah, it totally yeah. makes a difference. Like one time, don't try it with me. But like one time could be like I do accident, see how people can get past that. Forgivable, right? Ten times you, you have no respect for me. You're disgusting. Get out of my house. Get out. Yeah, no, not the same. Not the same at all. Yeah. Okay, so that's VPR for this week, Vanderpump Rules. They're filming the reunion today, right Right now. now. They're getting ready. If anybody, they're not listening. I don't really think many of them are toasters, but what I just would like for them to do is take a breath. Everybody is so hyped up, and I'm worried they're going to ruin it by all descending and, and just, like, making themselves distracting from what we need to talk about, which is so right. Tom, Raquel, and Ariana. Like, everybody else who has their opinions and is, like, just, like, sharks circling, calm down, please. You'll have your moment, but, like, please do not distract from the task at hand. Yeah, everybody needs to make themselves small. Yeah, no, but instead they're all just going to, like, jump on this. And and their behavior is going to be bad, too. So, like, I just, I don't want it to get lost, what we need to talk about. Yeah, also, I don't know how, because this is, like, kind of unprecedented. How do you, like, schedule a reunion like this? Because usually, like, you go in parts, and the beginning of the season is reunion part one. You have to open with the scandal. You have to open this. No, no, no. If they they don't open with this, I will be picketing outside of 30 Rock. (laughs) Like, there is, this is unprecedented. Like, I understand you want to tease the big stuff for the end. There's no talking about anything before it's Scandaval. Agreed. Just, there isn't. So Agreed. I hope they're not dumb enough to think we're going to go for that. Agreed. And the problem is, how do you talk about anything else? How are we going to talk know. about, you know, Sheena and Brock's wedding and the hotel room drama? Right. It's so irrelevant now. It's so small. Yeah. Or like James and Allie. Who cares? Who cares? Have a sue. Have a sue. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story, which is some oh, more reality TV news? Yes, but all I want to say is last night's episode was Missing Charlie. Like, she's now what I look forward to. Yeah. The thing about Charlie, though, and I was remembering when I watched Watch What Happens Live, is, like, she takes aim at something. Like, she goes all the way, and, like, she really, you know, is, like, a cannon. But sometimes she just, like, aims her 
yes. her missile in the wrong direction. Like when she went after Jax at the reunion, it's like, how do you guys even know each other? It was so random. And it was like, for me, that's why I was like kind of put off by her because it was clearly just like a ploy for airtime. Yeah. Um, it wasn't because she felt, you know, so passionately. But this time she got it right. Yeah, she's just a little misguided. But as long as we keep her aimed in the right direction, she's yeah. great. 100%. Are you ready for our next story? Yes. You don't have anything to say? It's just the first story. Okay. But it's more reality TV news because Diddy and his brood of seven will be getting the reality TV treatment on Hulu. Hmm. Sean Diddy Combs seems to be following the Kardashians to Hulu. We hear the entertainment mogul is working with Hulu on a reality series that will feature him and his children, tentatively titled Diddy Plus Seven. It's going to profile the entire family. They all have businesses, even the kids, and it will feature everyone, a source familiar with the project told Page Six. Diddy and his kids have already been spotted filming the show in locations such as L.A. and Miami, according to sources. Honestly, up until you said Hulu, I was like, this is weird because like reality really is like lowbrow. Um, mm-hmm. But something about Hulu obviously like elevates it a lot and it makes it better. No, and, still, and then it's not a reality show. It's a docu-series. Docu-series, yeah. But like, I don't know, Diddy certainly doesn't need the money. But I do think um, this is a good family like, I think Hulu needs Diddy more than Diddy needs Hulu. Like, this is, there's, I feel like every family thinks they have, should have a reality show, and there's so many flops, and a lot of them don't. And this, I think, given that there's so many of them, they have enormous wealth, so well-connected. I'm sure they all have, like, good personalities, too. I do think that this is, like, a family ripe for reality. I just don't think that they need it, even though Hulu definitely is elevated. Yes, I don't think Diddy needs this, but I think it is like a really good thing to like give to his children as a springboard for whatever careers that they want to have. And it maybe they want to be in entertainment. And it's like, this is a really great way to set them up like with actual jobs. And if they have companies, like they said, like it's a great platform for their companies. And it's a it's a good like springboard for your kids if you make the most of it. No, totally. Then they all and become. And he has seven of them. So it's not like he can ensure seven kids could be a success like just by his name alone. Yeah. And I do believe Diddy is like close with the Kardashians. I'm sure that like he, you know, is learning from the best. I'm sure Kris Jenner is somehow involved, honestly. Yeah. I think it'll come down to like whether the kids have it, you know, and their dynamic is right right for TV. But I think there's a really good chance that they do and they will be successful in this. Just the nature of having seven kids alone is interesting. That's true. And of course, the wealth is always interesting to me. Yeah. Like... I think it has every ingredient for success. Yeah, but you, like, there are just, like, I feel like a lot of case studies we could point to of famous families who have gotten reality shows who you would think, like, they have money, they have it all, but they, they genuinely weren't interesting. Like, the Bradshaw yeah. Bunch never took off. Yeah. Even Living Lohan. Because they, they each had, like, a couple of the ingredients. Mm-hmm. But not all of them. And yeah. one of those ingredients is a lot of kids... You need it's a true. lot of kids. You need a it's lot so of true. characters. It's an ensemble. It's true. It's really, it's a group effort. Yeah. It's a team sport. <laughs> Are you ready for our next story? It was actually more reality TV news. No. You're not ready. Because I have to tell everyone about a brand new sponsor that we are so excited about. Because I feel like we've raved raved and raved about Topgolf. And now they are joining our show as a sponsor. It's golf. It's not golf. It's Topgolf. Jackie and I actually recently had the best night out on our Nashville trip. We took a girls trip to Nashville and we spent the entire night at at Topgolf. It was a dream. It was so, so fun. The food was so good. I think we ate our weight in pizza but the food was incredible so were the vibes and we had so much fun playing golf and we were actually really good at it who won did you yep you think I would forget even if you're into golf you'll love it if you're not into golf it's so fun and you can't help but get like competitive and annoying and then like everybody hates you that's what happened to me (laughs) um we're not huge golf girlies but it was the perfect spot for a girl's night out and they just really have everything they've got you know the clubs the balls the tees the turf um, but they also have a bunch of stuff that's not golf. They've got great music, big targets on their fairway, huge TVs, handcrafted food, beverages, and also great spot for photos because we the, we went to the one in Nashville. It was gorgeous. And it wasn't particularly like warm out, but warm outside, but all of their bays are heated. So you can go in the winter, you can go in the spring, summer, fall. Um, it was really like stunning. I got like a gorgeous Instagram photo uh, that's on my Instagram if you want to check it out. Yes, um, so did we all also... 
it's a great for girls to go alone, but it's also a great place to meet guys. It's there a great place to meet guys. A lot and it's of also, guys. We're planning on going again on our Nashville trip, um, and we're all going as couples. And we were like, "What should we do on this night?" And I suggested Top Golf because it's literally perfect for a couples trip. It's perfect for a couples night out. So they have everything that you could possibly need. They've got food and beverage. It's the only place you can play around and then order another round. You can hit a slice and grab a slice. It's all the fun of outside, but with the comforts of inside. They have comfy heated bays in the winter and cooled bays in the summer. So the Top Golf experience is just a vibe. It's so much fun. It's great for a girls' night. It's great for a couples' night. It's great for, you know, you want to go meet guys. Jackie's totally right. It's golf. It's not golf. It's Top Golf. Download their app, book a bay, and come play around. You will not regret it, and you'll get a great photo in the meantime. Hmm. Thank you, Claudia. Our You're next welcome, Jackie. Sort of a progression of news throughout the week. One, Tyra Banks has left Dancing with the Stars yes. as a co-host. And two, Julianne Huff is joining Alfonso Ribeiro as the new Dancing with the Stars co-host. Oh, not as a judge, as a host. As a host. She went from dancer to judge to now host. ABC announced Monday that the actress and professional dancer will be returning to the Disney Plus competition series as a co-host alongside Alfonso Ribeiro. The announcement comes three days after Friday's news that Tyra Banks would exit the season, the show after three seasons. This was like such a weird thing that happened at Dancing with the Stars. Like they did not have a problem with their hosts. I feel like their hosts are beloved Aaron and Tom, they've been around forever. I think it was a lot of people's favorite parts of the show. So there was like no problem to fix. And they came in with a wrench and a screwdriver and tried to fix it. So it was weird. And then they replaced them with Tyra Banks. And it just wasn't a job that Tyra Banks was made, like built for. Like I think she really gave it her all. But it's just not what her skill set is best utilized to do so it was a flop and there was and honestly I don't know why Tyra Banks would do it like the audience was just like mean to her like every time she like flubbed a word it would like go viral so it wasn't a fun thing for Tyra I don't think it wasn't the right fit for Tyra and it never really needed to be fixed in the beginning so it was like they made this whole hoopla for what yeah well now they've settled on two people who are veterans of the show in some way or another yes and And I think that they will actually be really good Alfonso Ribeiro does a ton of hosting yep on his own and Julianne she does it all she is just you know a five trick pony yeah no the two that they have now I think are perfect one because Alfonso is like a American icon like and he's known for like that dance and he has so much hosting he hosts America's uh, funniest home videos now which is like in you yeah, know, yeah. The, the homes of millions of Americans like he's really like America's sweetheart so I think it's perfect of course Julianne Huff is like a veteran of the show she's a favorite of the show she's a very skilled dancer she acts she hosts she's perfect so they got to a good place like I'm fairly confident in these two but I don't know why they like went to go fix something that wasn't broken well I think they wanted to be more diverse Got it. And then they also, it was also just like a transitive, transitional time for the show because they moved to Hulu and they weren't on cable anymore. So they were like shaking things up all around. Um, And I think the transition to Hulu was actually successful. I don't know if it really affected their ratings. I feel like it did. I haven't heard anything about Dancing with the Stars since they are no longer a weekly show like on cable. But maybe that's yeah. just because like I only hear about it when you and Margaret are watching it and you just didn't watch it. But did you watch it because it moved? I No, I didn't watch it because I don't care. Like I really tried to get into Dancing with the Stars. But like at its core, like I just don't give a shit. Like I, I don't care really about dancing. And unless they had, you know, Taylor Swift, like there's no celebrity on there that I'm really that passionate about to tune in. But I do think them having Charlie D'Amelio was like a huge get for them. And I think that really helped them during the transition to Hulu. You keep saying Hulu, by the way, it's Disney Plus that it's on. Oh my God, thank you for finally correcting me. I'm so sorry. Sorry, I thought that like maybe there was a typo in the article, but it, they've said it a number of times. So. No, no, I forget. Like Hulu and Disney Plus are owned by the same parent company and the D'Amelio show is on Hulu when we were just talking about Diddy. So I got my, my st- wires crossed. Thank you. Yeah. So that's exciting news. And I look forward to seeing what Tyra does next because she is, you know, a rare talent and I hope she does something awesome because yeah but I think they almost they really they set her up to fail like they took two beloved hosts and I get that they wanted to be more diverse and I totally support that but that's like a terrible position for Tyra to be in because Mm -hmm. she's replacing two people who really didn't need to be replaced in terms of skill and in terms of like Q score so she just went in as like you know kind of the villain almost and she was set up to fail 
Yeah. And it's like, this isn't even her area of expertise. Like, mm-hmm. not that it is for Erin Andrews, but they're like typical hosts. But Tyra, while being a host, is also like a celebrity, a personality, like... Model. You don't... We don't get the Tyraness that we love when she's really just reading off of a teleprompter and asking dancers how they feel. Yeah, no, it wasn't... It, it she, was, Tyra's I mean, a star. Be she would be better as a judge. Yeah, Tyra's a star. And the part yeah. of being a host that a lot of people forget is that it's not about you. Yes, and it's, it wasn't the right role for her. And I think she would probably agree with that. You know whose job she should have taken instead? Who? Chris Harrison. A hundred percent. She would have been amazing as a host. Who currently hosts The Bachelor? Jesse Palmer. Oh, right, right. I have not been keeping up with this season. And I just had a thought the other day. Like, I genuinely, like, I can't believe there are people who still watch The Bachelor. Like, it's just, it's crazy to me. Well, so I follow a lot of Bachelor Nation, you know, from our heyday. They're all just, you know, influencers, parents now. So mm-hmm. I just like their content. And a lot of them do still watch because they I, they do like little recaps here and there. So I, that's really how I get my information. Like, I guess like Zach, who's The Bachelor, like he wore flip flops and, and well, like broke up with someone when it was like there were a lot of bugs around. Okay, well, what I know about this season that I actually am really into is one of the – a fan favorite. I don't know if she's still there. I, I don't know where we're at currently, but, like, she was top four at least. We were she got a hometown. sweets this week. Okay, she got a hometown, and she's, like, a really, really proud Jew. And she took him to Cats oh, – they went to Sarge's. And he had, like, his pastrami sandwich and gefilte fish, and she was just, like, really showcasing her culture and how proud she was. Her last name is Frankel. Like, I, I did love that. I, 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 we've never had that. Wait, I'm obsessed. I think her name is Ariel or Ariel. I'm not sure. Ariel Frankel. She was eliminated in week nine. Fuck. Well, she made it pretty far. She made it to hometowns. Yeah. And I think like she was a fan favorite. People loved her. They were shocked that she got sent home. Maybe she'll be on Paradise. Well, we need to find her a Jewish king. But if 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 being Jewish is so important to her, but she was falling for Zach. I mean... You know, everyone's falling for everyone on that show. Like, it's not real. <laughs> it's not real. Now we have like, just another Jewish. Like, if she went to paradise, are there Jewish guys? Adam Gottschalk was Jewish. Obviously, he's married with a baby now. But he, yeah, I feel like there's like maybe one. Maybe one. That's funny. Yeah. I wouldn't know because who was the Bachelor last season? At I don't know the guys, but right. No, I don't know. Well, I know. I thought it was like a nice thing that they you know showcased. She yeah, showcased. That's, that's cute. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story, which is weirdly more reality TV news? Are you okay? No, because it's like technically Dancing with the Stars is reality TV, but it's not like... No, it's like it's reality competition. Right. This is reality competition. American Idol judge Katy Perry is in some hot water over a comment that she made during someone's audition. She's... Okay, by the way, I watched the premiere... She's like always saying some out-of-pocket shit. And I get it. It's hard to be a, like a star. And your job is really to, in this role, like hype up other people. But she like is always making the auditions like about herself. And it's like kind of uncomfortable. So what did she do now? Okay, so there was a, a woman who came on who, uh, she looks very young and she is. She's 25. And before she kicked off her audition, she told Katie and the other judges her age, 25, and that she has three children. Okay. So all the judges looked really surprised, and Katy Perry stood up as Luke Bryan began fanning her. Mm-hmm. And the contestant said, if Katie lays on the table, I think I'm going to pass out. And Katy Perry said, honey, you've been laying on the table too much. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, wait, I want to say one thing. I want to say one thing. Did she mean laying on like a hospital bed table? So at first I thought it was hospital bed and I was like, okay, whatever. But now it sounds like, you know, get off your back. Right, you whore. Stop having kids. Right. Oh, no, that's really, that's no bueno. That is no bueno. So, yeah, no, it's not good. Especially Katie's a mom. So I'm sure that like she said it with no malintent, like, whatsoever but it just you know sometimes you have a joke in your head and then what comes out is it just doesn't not, land is not good um fans like quickly went to social media to express their disdain for the comment and the contestant went to tiktok and like did a video about how like it was embarrassing to have that on Aww. tv and it was hurtful i think that women supporting and uplifting of their women is so cool and i think that mom shaming is super lame and i think that it's hard enough to be a mom and it's hard enough to be a woman um, I definitely agree. You know, women should support each other, like, when applicable. But when really, applicable. Like, <laughs> women should support each other, asterisk. 
But like Katie as a mom, like it's just like that's mean. Like it's mean, but also like I do think it's really important that like we recognize like Katie's intent versus her impact. Like I, I actually don't. No, I don't think that Katie is like a mom hater. Yeah, you know she's like a you only get one child sort of person. I just think it, it just came out a little nasty. We've all been there where we say something that we think is going to be funny and like it crosses the line. Like I, I gen- they should have cut that out for sure. Like why are they out here making Katie look bad? Yeah. Um, but Katie in the in the um feel feels weird to call her Katie. Sorry, Katie Perry. Yeah. She's like always saying like some really fucking weird shit. And me and Better like when we were watching, we were like looking at each other. She's just like low key inappropriate. Oh really? Yeah, like when there's like really young hot guys, she's like kind of weird. Like she's just like kind of a freak. Someone else used to do that on American Idol and I was like, this is weird. It's just bizarre. Yeah. Imagine if the men did it. Right. Right. So anyways, that was an odd moment. And what's crazy is they have like millions of hours of footage and they like chose to put that in. No, somebody at the network or like in the editor's room hates Katy Perry because that is something I would have cut out if I'm like out here trying to protect Katy's image. Yeah. Totally. Now are you ready for our fifth and final story? I am. Which is not reality TV news. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Chris Martin says he doesn't. Wait, eat- who's Chris Martin? Coldplay. Oh, right. Okay, sorry. Oh, my God. You know when your brain, like, doesn't work? He says he doesn't eat dinner after Gwyneth's diet goes viral. Hmm. One week after his ex-wife's controversial diet went viral, the Coldplay frontman told Conan O'Brien on Conan's podcast that he does not have dinner anymore. He said, I stopped eating at four and I learned that from having lunch with Bruce Springsteen. I was lucky enough to go over there to the lunch the day after we played Philadelphia last year. He continued noting that he was on a really strict diet anyway. Just lost my article. And he shared that he was inspired to make Springsteen's habits his next challenge because the 73-year-old rocker looked more in shape than he did at the time. When Bruce's wife told Chris that her husband only eats one meal a day, the singer thought, well, there you go. Chris joked that his single meal consists of a flank of buffalo with a steroid sauce. That's funny. I just want to say, um, the way nobody's talking about this compared to how they were talking about Gwyneth, like, this is... It just populated. So give it a second. Because this is selective outrage. Like, let's see. No, no, it it literally just... The episode probably just Jackie, I just know. I just know it's not going to pop off in the way that Gwyneth's whole thing did. And this is why I don't take any backlash seriously. Because people don't actually care. They just dislike certain people. And they make, like, big kerfuffles about things that are never really about the thing they're saying it's about. It's about the person. And Coldplay is, like, a beloved band. And Bruce is America's, you know, rocker. East Street, the boss. You're so angry? Come for Bruce. Right. No, if you really care, come for Bruce and come for, for Chris Martin diet habits except the only thing that they might say is that Bruce didn't share that this is what he does like he's not right no um, but Chris Martin people. did Chris Martin Chris did. Martin did. yeah no I'm sure they'll come for Chris Martin I'm sure that that, that I don't fine. think that they will I don't think that they will and I just I just think like this he's is literally great, the female Gwyneth this is another teachable moment selective outrage is a real thing yeah but let's see how it plays out but yeah, one meal no. a day hmm I mean, I guess, I guess if you have like, a big lunch. No, like I guess if like your plate, like you keep going up for re- like for seconds, like throughout the day, that's one meal, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like if you have two, if you have dinner and you go for seconds, that's not two dinners because it's like one seating, you know? No, no. But I'm sure Chris Martin doesn't take seconds. If you, okay, here's a good question. If you could only have one meal, I don't know why you would be in this situation, but hypothetically, if you had to choose one meal to have every day that, you know, you couldn't have the others, which meal would you want to have? I think I would have lunch at like three o'clock. I mean, like that makes sense time-wise, but like I just love dinner. Like dinner is my favorite meal. I but never ever look for forward the, to lunch. I always look forward for to dinner. health because like dinner is bad because it's so close to bed, I think for no, the health people. I'm not talking about health. I'm just saying like if we're picking favorites. Yeah, no, dinner is nice. But Dinner's how are you going to get through the day? I know. And sometimes when, like, I have a day when where I have a really early dinner, 5 o'clock dinner. I'm always, like, literally it's 4.59. I'm, like, ordering my dinner. I You're cannot like eat Bruno. dinner. I'm like Theo and Bruno. Like, I cannot eat dinner fast enough. I love dinner. Yeah, those boys eat at 5 o'clock and at 4.45, Bruno's looking at me and I'm like, it's in the fours, Bruno. You can't have dinner. Yep. By the way, the same exact experience. At 4.45, Theo stands by the door and he stands there seriously looking at me for 15 minutes. I will not get up before 4.59. Like, I, once the clock strikes five, it's game on. Yeah. Yeah. And these boys know it too. 
A hundred percent. They could play us like a fiddle. Fiddle. They're fiddlers. Those were good stories. You had said that they were like. Woof. You had said that the stories were like trash. I actually thought they were pretty good. I just said these stories. Ugh. You did say that. But sometimes, like when I say these stories are garbage, I didn't say that. You didn't say that. I just said you like stories are meh. Yeah, yeah, meh. But but I enjoyed them. Everything's meh in comparison to Scandaval. It's so true. Like we're chasing that high constantly. We are, which is toxic, you know, because so these are true. people's lives. And it's are hard to-, to remember that. It's hard to keep it in play in, t- in check. Are we toxic? No, I know. I think we, we try and keep things in perspective like every few minutes. Okay. Well, that's our show. Yeah. Stay up with us on social media to find out if we're going to be audio only tomorrow. Um, Jax, I hope you feel better. Like take the rest of the day. You know, give Zach all your responsibilities and just lay. I'll, t- I'll, I'll take it from here. Thank you, Turdy Lou. Thank you for Do your support. Do you feel support. better? Does the toast have healing restorative properties? I feel kind of the same, but I'm, I feel stable. Okay, she's stable. Thank God. I feel stable. Okay. Love you guys dearly. Thank you for dealing with no video today. I know you miss these gorgeous faces. Thank you so much for listening to the Toast of the Millennial Morning Show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So it's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, Wire, Radio, Castbox, all the places where you listen to podcasts. Find us at Toast of the about a beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an amazing day. And we'll see you um, tomorrow. Bye. Love ya. Bye.